I'm Cookie Miller, and this is Worth the Wait. Join me every week as I explore profound weight loss solutions beyond just diet and exercise, because a lifestyle change starts with changing your mind. This week's podcast is sponsored by Cookie Miller Coaching, a holistic online weight loss coaching service that aims to help professional women of color who have 30 pounds or more to lose. This program is for the woman who has tried everything and is serious about making a lifestyle change. Visit CookieMiller.com to apply. We're enrolling new clients for 2022 now. Space is limited. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Worth the Wait. I'm your host, Cookie Miller, and today we are talking about body types and how your body type can impact your aesthetic weight loss goals. So with this one, we got a lot to go over, so let's just go ahead and get into it. So first, let's talk about why we need to know what our body type is. Why is this even important? Well, over the years of working with hundreds of women to transform their bodies, I have seen just about every body type that there is. And I've learned that so many women have unrealistic expectations of what their bodies will look like post weight loss. So with that said, one of the most important reasons to know your body type is to help you to set realistic expectations expectations. I know it's the age of Instagram and there are a lot of people that are expecting their body to look like that of a fitness influencer. And to that, I have a few questions that I want you to consider for yourself. So those questions are, do you have their body type? Do you have their shape? Do you carry your weight the same way that they do? Number two is to believe half of what you see. Just a few weeks ago, I saw a video of a girl on a fitness photo shoot, literally stuffing her leggings with butt pads, like at the fitness photo shoot, okay? Number three, on a more extreme note, some people are on Instagram selling booty building programs and they clearly have had surgery, okay? So you have to be able to at least have a keen eye to know and understand that some of the things that you're seeing are just not real or realistic. Number four is, are you willing, ready, and able to put in the amount of work that it takes to look like that influencer that you're looking up to? You have to remember that fitness influencers, trainers, instructors, we do fitness for a living. And I can remember like back when I was very, very lean, many people would consider that to be a goal body, but a lot of people probably wouldn't be willing to do what it takes to get to that level. I mean, even now I'm not willing to do it at this point. So back then I was teaching classes several times a day. Sometimes I was doing my own training. I was training clients in person where I'd sometimes work out with my clients. If you add all of that up, it's literally hours of exercise every single day. And to be honest, it was really doing too much, but maybe we will talk about that in another episode. Um, The next thing is to remember lighting, angles, filters all play a part into how somebody looks online. I'm sure that you know your angles too and you share photos where your angle is flattering. So you have to remember that most people are showing their best selves on social media. 
Now, before we get into these three main body types, I will say that many people can be a part of more than one body type. You will more than likely be stronger in one type than the other. So the purpose of this is just to give you an idea of what your primary body type is. And of course, I will give you some real life examples of these body types to help you compare. So the first body type we're going to talk about is the mesomorph body type. This is going to be individuals who have like a medium sized bone structure. They're usually athletic and can hold on to a significant amount of lean mass or muscle. And that would be someone like maybe a gymnast or a sprinter. This is more widely known as the hourglass shape. So this is where you have the broad shoulders, the slimmer waist, and then the proportionate hip to shoulder ratio to create that hourglass figure. Some real life examples of this body type would be Serena Williams and Holly Berry. Now I chose these two because even though Holly is smaller in frame, the body is still the same. And that's important for you to know. It's less about the size or mass and more about how the weight is distributed. So this profile leads to propensity for muscle gain and the maintenance of low body fat. So as a result, a lot of mesomorphs do really well on a very mixed diet consisting of a good balance of carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. With this body type, there's a few things to note when it comes to weight loss. One thing is that this person who has this body type is probably going to lose their fat very evenly all over because their weight is pretty much distributed evenly. So in other words, that person can still have that same hourglass shape and just hold a little bit more mass and maybe be heavier. And when they lose weight, they'll just be a smaller version of that same body type. Now, the thing about this body type is that there is a 70% chance that this is genetic. So if you did not necessarily get blessed with this body type, um, there is a slim chance that you can really get to this body type and maintain it very easily. Another thing to note is that most mesomorphs will look like what they do and how they train. So there can be I mean, even if we go back to the example, right, of Holly Berry and we talk about Serena Williams, Serena Williams looks the way that she trains, you know, she lifts heavy, she does a lot of high intensity type of work, a lot of quick, quick twitch muscle fiber type movements that really build the muscles up. And so that's the way that she looks. We've seen some of what Holly Berry does, or at least I've kind of seen some of what she does. And she does like a lot of Pilates and things like that, aside from the most recent thing she was doing. I I think she was training for a movie that was like a boxing movie so that's a little bit of a different figure but in general she does like a lot of Pilates a lot of like hiking and things like that so lower intensity but still very good workouts and you just see the difference in the type of body that produces. The next body type is the ectomorph. This is going to be individuals who are usually very thin. They have a smaller bone structure and typically have thinner limbs. So think about endurance athlete. This profile is also linked to fast metabolic rates and a higher carbohydrate tolerance and needs. So not only does this body type 
tolerate more carbs, but it generally needs more carbs to actually maintain their weight. So as a result, ectomorphs do really good, like I said, on higher carb diets. So in other words, if you're listening to this podcast, this is probably not your body type, but it is important to understand this body type so that you're not comparing yourself to someone else's genetic predisposition. Ectomorphs tend to be taller than average. They're usually the person that you see who can eat everything and not gain an ounce of weight. And with this body type, just like with the previous body type, there is a 70% 70 chance of this being genetic. So again, this may not be a body type that you can like work your way into necessarily. Most people who are like this are just born like this. Now, some examples of that body type would be Jada Pinkett Smith and Willow Smith. Um, and also Zoe Saldana has a very ectomorph body type. Now remember in the beginning I mentioned that sometimes people can be both. Zoe Saldana would be an example of like an ectomesomorph where she's put on a bit more of muscle at this point even though her natural or primary body type is an ectomorph. You can say the same thing with Jada Pinkett Smith if you, I mean, a great example and an example that I gave my clients is if you look at Willow before she started to work out with her mom and how very like just tall and slim she was um, versus how she looks now after having worked out with her mom, you can see that she's starting to develop more of that mesomorph type of hourglass shape, which was really just something that they were able to build in the gym. The next body type is the endomorph body type. These are going to be individuals who are characterized by a larger bone structure with higher amounts of total body mass and fat mass. So think about like power lifters. They're very, very strong, but they tend to be very round, right? Um, they are generally going to be less active and are not as efficient at burning excess calories as the two previous body types that I mentioned. So this profile leads to a greater propensity to store energy, meaning calories or fat. So both in lean and in fat compartments, it also leads to a lower carbohydrate tolerance and needs. So this is literally the exact opposite of the ectomorph. So as a result, endomorphs typically do best on a higher fat and protein intake with carbohydrates being better controlled. Endomorphs tend to carry weight mainly in the belly. So if you've ever seen like my before and after photos or have compared my before picture to yourself, this is my body type. So unlike the other two, endomorphs only have a 30% chance of this being genetic. So this is actually good news because it means that the body type can change. So for example, a lot of endomorphs have the power to change their body type to lean more toward the mesomorph body type. So I am an example of this. I'm an example that this can be changed. It can be confused that this is all genetic and in some cases it is. But if that's the case, how is it that I could end up with more of a mesomorph body type out of my entire family? It's really just because of the lifestyle changes that I made versus the decisions that the rest of my family made or continue to make. It's not necessarily a genetic disposition to be an endomorph, at least not in all cases. So aside from myself, other examples are Issa Rae 
And I like to give these two examples that I'm giving because both of these people have had their own weight loss stories. So again, Issa Rae and Jennifer Hudson are both really great examples of the endomorph body type. And I give these examples because you can go back and look at their before and afters and really get an idea of how their bodies changed. So today we talked about why it's important to know your body type, and then we talked about the three main body types, so endomorph, mesomorph, and ectomorph body types. Now, if this episode helps you to figure out your body type, shoot us a DM with what that body type is, and we'll send you the recommended macronutrient percent intake. We are at Worth the Weight Podcast on IG, and if you could use some help, some one-on-one help with actually losing weight for your specific body type, apply for coaching at cookiemiller.com. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Worth the Wait. If this episode or any of our episodes have helped you, please consider leaving us a five-star review. You can also take a screenshot and tag us on IG at Worth the Wait Podcast, and we will repost. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.